Welcome to the Real Life Diabetes Podcast with today's guest who represent the top three insulin pump therapy companies. Thank you, Insulet, Medtronic, and Tandem representatives for joining me. If you're new to the show, welcome and thanks for stopping by. My name is Amber Kluwer and I'm the co-founder of Diabetes Daily Grind and host of this, the Real Life Diabetes Podcast. After way too many conversations with past podcast guests and one of my dearest T1D friends and today's co-host, Mark Carter, it was time to rally the leaders in insulin pump therapy for a panel discussion focused on how do you define progress in daily diabetes management? This is one of many questions we addressed, so I chose to split this episode into a two-part series. To learn more about my guests, and I promise you want to read their bios and co-host Mark Carter, please check out the show notes. But before we get started, I have a few quick announcements. Number one, I'm thrilled to finally share that I've been working on a new project. And what better time to announce this adventure than Diabetes Awareness Month? I can't tell you too much, but I'm confident it will turn the diabetes world upside down in a good way. So stay tuned. Number two, the Diabetes Daily Grind is a nonprofit organization. Funds raised help keep the website, podcast, and advocacy efforts afloat. It's easy. Just click the donate link in the show notes. Number three, my affiliate and resources page feature reputable brands and services that make life with diabetes a more pleasant one. You can find all the deals at diabetesdailygrind.com and that list is being updated daily. And finally, stay engaged. Love, like, share, and comment on all things social media. Sign up for the e-newsletter, leave an iTunes review, subscribe to my YouTube channel, which will soon be updated. Good grief, I need to update it. And click on the Amazon banner on the website before ordering. It doesn't cost you a thing and throws a little change my way. All right, let's get started. All right, you guys are ready. Ready. I think I've done this before. Amber, I think you're a little bit nervous. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. I'm so not this person usually, but anywho. Okay, so it's been a long time coming and I've had the privilege of working with the top three insulin pump therapy companies. A lot to say, especially for someone like myself who's lived with type one diabetes for 38 years and has never tapped in to that technology. So I want to hear from the people in charge and their groups as to how do we define, let me make sure that I say this correctly, progress in daily diabetes management. And as someone who's never worn a pump, I can't be the only person asking the question. So I invited past podcast guest and my dear friend, Mark Carter, which he'll share a little bit about his story here in a second. But one of the reasons I chose him as my host is because A, he does a great job of sharing his story. B, he listens to me ramble on a regular basis about my own diabetes management. And we always have real life conversations about what's working and what's not working. And let's be honest, that can change from day to day, depending on your therapy, your hormones, and all of the other factors. So Mark brings in a different perspective and one that is, as you hear what all he's done, you'll understand why. So Mark, tell us a little bit about you and your work history. Yeah, you know, uh, knowing Amber and I think my time as a, a former TM for Eli Lilly for a long time, Soul Humalog, former TM actually in Oklahoma with Insulet Corporation is where I met Amber and then a former TM for Medtronic. And so now I'm in the banking world the last three years. So it's very, it's like I told Amber, I said, my work history and truly understanding the three people on what we're looking at here today is a huge, huge deal because I know all the companies, Tandem, 
obviously Omnipod and Medtronic, and I know how hard you work. And I think sometimes in the world of diabetes, we always focus on our differences. And, you know, I was thankful to be able to come in today to talk about what, what we're really, how we're combined as a team to help the patient. And, and so as Amber and I have had these conversations day in and day out about diabetes management and the mental health to it, and are we making progress? You know, we have so many conversations that we're like, you know what, let's give the three big dogs you know, y'all have so much power and influence to help people on a daily basis that it's tremendous. And I know each and every one of you, and even knowing your backgrounds, I don't know you personally, but I know you really do care. And I think that's important that we come together as a community and we want to use the power together of unity. And so my background is, is very unique because I've worked for two big three. And Mark, just out of curiosity, what insulin therapy are you using currently? Yeah, currently I, I'm on MDI therapy, basal bolus, but you know, as Amber and I kind of even talk, we, you know, I, I have all the other pumps. I kind of see pumps and therapies as different types of shoes, depending on what expensive, I'm doing. Very expensive shoes. <laughs> you know, and, and that's kind of why we wanted to bring in is that, you know, one of the things that kind of brought this conversation up was as I've gone into, you know, out of the game, if you want to say, and I really have no dog in the fight because I'm not working for two of the big three, I've noticed a lot of patients who are older and have come off of pump therapy. And, and sometimes I'm kind of, I've, I've been curious on why that maybe might be. And a lot of it for me was what happened for me coming off of pump therapy was last year during COVID when my shipment for Edge Park was delayed by a month because of production. And yeah. I went, oh my gosh, I probably need to have a backup plan. <laughs> and luckily I did with my endocrinologist and, and that, that shifted me. So that's what kind of got into the conversations of as we work with the three people who are influencing, you know, influence and power in the industry. What does that look like if people are coming off pump therapy, going back to MDI and whether or not we're seeing that. So, so that's why these conversations with Amber and myself, we're thankful to have y'all and very much appreciative of, of all three of you. And let me just say that I'm going to let each one of you introduce yourselves because as I read your bios, it's you guys are overachievers. Let's just start there. And the common thread is Stanford University. So in case you didn't know that about each other, you're all alone, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so who wants to get started? Tell us who you are, what your title is, and if you have diabetes. I can start. I'm very excited to have this time with everybody here today. My name is Steph Habith. I serve currently as the Vice President of Behavioral Sciences at Tandem Diabetes Care. I am speaking with you guys from San Diego, California, hey. where Tandem is headquartered. I do have time at Stanford, absolutely not as a student, though. I had a faculty position there for a little while, so not an alum, but an alum of the community for sure. And Mark, by the way, when you're ready for a new job, give me a call because we'll take care of three out of three for you. <laughs> Complete the trifecta. Hopefully, I'll have to have it, you know, transitions and amount of training that y'all pour in us TMs. It's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> And I myself, I do not live with diabetes. I have several family members and dear friends who live with diabetes, as I'm sure many of us will share stories like that. And Amber, I think you actually know one of my family members, Clayton McCook. <laughs> yeah. 
Love that man. He's a past yeah. podcast guest as well. He's a definitely. Yes, a I know. Advocate. I know. I had the pleasure of listening to his episodes with you. They were really, really fabulous. <laughs> yeah, so. that's crazy. Small world. And, and he's, anyhow. Okay, that's great. Thank you for sharing. Who's next? Mike, how about you? Sure. Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, Mike Hill, I'm uh, Vice President of uh, Global Portfolio Management at Medtronic Diabetes, which means I work closely with the R&D and program management teams on designing and developing the pipeline across uh, all of our products. And so uh, I've been with uh, Medtronic Diabetes for 16 years. And so a long time. And previously to that, I was a you know trained engineer, worked a little bit in the defense industry before going to business school at Stanford. So that was my my Stanford connection. So in school, but in the graduate school, which is a much smaller school, and then came to Medtronic Diabetes right out of out of graduate school, actually. And so um, have been uh, very proud and excited to kind of work in the industry in the field and see a lot of advancements um, and be prepared for a lot of things in the future, which I'm sure we'll all we'll all talk about. So uh, I myself do not live with uh, with diabetes, but of course, having um, you know some family members. But really specifically, I having been with Medtronic Diabetes for 16 years, a lot, number of my long term and, and close friends. Since there's a number of folks in the company who uh, are people with diabetes or family members or caregivers, so I've become quite close to a number of, of people over the years. All right, thank you, Mike, for sharing that. And Trang, <laughs> hi everyone, hi. Hi, I'm Trang Lai. I'm Senior Vice President and Medical Director at Insulet. I lead the uh, clinical function, and that includes uh, clinical affairs, medical affairs, and human factors engineering. So I, um, my team is involved in product design all the way out to launch. We, you know, help design the product and, and all the training materials and education and all of that fun stuff. And before Insulet, so I've been with Insulet for five years. And before that, I was on faculty at Stanford University. I'm a pediatric endocrinologist and I was doing a lot of closed loop research and in fact was involved in the research studies that led to 670G being commercialized and also Control IQ being commercialized as well. So that was my time before Insulet. And uh, we've been working on Omnipod 5, which is our AID system. And um, that's been super exciting and fun. And I do not personally have uh, diabetes, but as a pediatric endocrinologist, I have cared for many children and families with type one. And, you know, I, I feel like my whole career has been, you know, devoted to uh, type one research. So it's been very gratifying to be able to contribute to a community that um, is so grateful for the technology that is created. So I'm really excited to be here today. Well, and I'm so thankful to have all three of you, people not living with this disease because your dedication and your team's dedication is why we are starting to thrive and look at diabetes, insulin-dependent diabetes a little bit differently. And Trang, I'm thankful that you pronounced your name because I'm from Oklahoma and I could have put a real twang. Like I, I just wanted to make sure that it, so thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. So the first question that I have for each of you, and just feel free, I'm not going to tell who to speak when, but the reason, one of the main reasons why I like doing the podcast is because people living with diabetes learn from each other. And you all know that the patient voice drives the market at some level. And how many people within your company, if you can say a percentage, live with type 1 or insulin-dependent diabetes, if you know? And I, I mean, 
let me say, just trying to pull up some statistics today about how the percentage of people using insulin pump therapy was difficult for me to find an updated. So I'm always curious about, because a lot of times when I talk to companies, they're like, oh, we have 17 people in this division that live with type one. And that's more insulin. I'm not going to go there, but does anybody know? For us, we can't, we don't, you know, track or we can't really disclose, disclose yeah. any of that stuff. So I can't give a number, but I can certainly say, you know, that there are, you know, and it attracts folks to the background because of the interest. And so we right. do obviously um, um, consider it a, a benefit, right? And it's a big part of the culture, but we can't share <laughs> specific numbers. That's understandable. That's understandable. Anybody else? I will say the same thing. I actually don't know. I've always wanted to know. I know there are a lot, certainly several on, on my team in behavioral sciences. And you know, if you call into Tandem Diabetes Care or if you go take a tour of our manufacturing facility, undoubtedly you're going to meet somebody who's living with diabetes. So I, I actually don't know the exact number. Yeah, that's all right. I know that's a hard one to... And obviously... Anybody? Yeah, I um, we don't we also don't know the exact number, but I will say that in the in our commercial organization we have a high percentage, and I would say probably around thirty percent of our field teams actually have type one. But obviously, you know, we 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 wouldn't know what the numbers are in other parts of the organization. And I know that because you know every time I go to a sales meeting, like everyone comes and talks to me about their diabetes. So I can tell you that's my uh, sort of approxi- approximation. Well, thank you all for that. And yeah, okay. So with that being said, if you don't know within your, this is going to be an obvious question, I think, but do you engage the diabetes community within your own company for input? Well, let me let me start by saying, and, and I, I know we're going to talk about this one for quite some time, I'm sure, but uh, because we were just talking about people who are within our companies who live with diabetes themselves or have a child or a parent living with diabetes, one of the things we have at Tandem, which is run through my team, is for people who live with diabetes, they have the option to put their name on a list of volunteers <laughs> internal to the company. And what that means is they consent and volunteer to participate in what we affectionately call dry run research. So as we're working on developing our prototypes and as we're gearing up to embark out into the community to run research studies, human factor studies, all different kinds of research, we start with the people who work at Tandem who themselves are you know, end users of the system. And so they tend to be the first voices that get involved to represent end users uh, with the things that we're doing research on and testing. They are one of, of many layers of people who obviously play a role in, in how we design and develop our systems. But that group of people at Tandem are very eager and very energized and are not afraid to share their opinions, which is exactly what we want and need. Well, and Mark, can you speak to that at all, working for two different companies and also living with diabetes? Well, I, I would say yes. I, I think, you know, obviously there's a lot of people that have living with a disease, which makes it more personal when you're calling on healthcare providers, CDEs, the organizations. But I'd also say I, I, my experience out in the field as a TM, what some of the things that Amber and I have spoken about that um, I think maybe might not be talked about as much as one, one time I was in training for for Insulet and I was in North Carolina and I'll never forget the day where we were, you know, out eating and talking and a waiter had come up and, and we got in a conversation about type one diabetes and 
this particular individual said, yeah, I'm a type one as well. I've lived with it. And he goes, I moved from New York. And I was like, really? What made you move from New York? He's like, well, to be honest with you, living with my diabetes was so hard for my, at the time, wife that we got a divorce because I completely, I just changed as a person, my highs and lows. And that was really the first time that I'd really even thought to be asking the question, well, diabetes only doesn't affect you personally, but it affects your family, your spouses, even my wife personally. She gets upset when she hears, you know, certain uh, alarms going off in the middle of the night. She doesn't sleep very well when they wake her up. And I think those are the things that I haven't maybe addressed as much being out in the field. I think it's a little bit more difficult. Like, how do you quantify that? How do you do that? But I think that kind of comes back to me on the mental diabetes decision fatigue that I call that I think living with it for now 24 years, it can kind of get to you when it has to do with your family. So that's kind of what I saw out in the field. It's hard to quantify that though. Well, and I will say that kind of leads into the next question, which is, you know, and I want to read this because I want to make sure that I say it correctly is what are your companies doing to check in on the mental health of your patients? And I say that because I'm in part of a part of so many social media groups and and things like that. And you hear often about not only decision fatigue with the disease, but also like I, I wear a Dexcom and the alarm's going off. It's kept me up the past couple of nights. I'm very thankful for the device, but it is exhausting at times. And so are you able to check in on your patient's mental health? And what does that look like? What, what questions are you asking? Can you ask questions? I don't even know if you can, if you're not, you know, they're anywho. I'd say for, for us at Medtronic, um, you know, we, we attempt to in a variety of ways. I mean, it's, it's typically, you know, driven by the customers. Everyone's got different yeah. preferences about how much, especially from a manufacturer, they want to be checked in or not. But it starts from, for example, right, we've got a very large field team, right, cl- including a clinically oriented team. And um, quite often, they're the ones doing the training. And so at an individual level, right, quite often, uh, you know, one of our patients and our field trainer might leave exchanging phone numbers, right? And so it right. can be right? Mark can talk about this, right? I mean, you're, you're exchanging text messages, right? And phone calls on the weekend for things like that. We've also have a large like outbound call center. So, you know, for some folks that, you know, want that, you know, um, longitudinal training, we've had programs where there's regular reach outs, either through emails or phone calls to check in to see how people are doing, fine tune, you know, maybe some of the settings or some tips and tricks after maybe the first couple of months, uh, so we we have ways to kind of engage and have conversations and engage satisfaction, if you will. And then, yeah, then finally, I, mean, I think from a digital angle, uh, you know, we do participate in, you know, online communities, uh, social media. Um, we do regular um, surveys asking for feedback, you know, from, from customers, both for qu- uh, quantitative ratings, but also just free form feedback for things that we could do to make people's lives easier, remove friction, and it'd be less of a, of a burden in people's lives from, from trying to live the life that they want. Yeah. Thank you for that. I would say, you know, we have the similar programs, uh, social media, uh, customer care, clinical support. I, I will say that checking on people is one thing, but, you know, what people want from us as a device manufacturer is better technology and better innovation that's going to improve their lives. And so, you know, I I think we as a company are very much focused on that. So, you know, at Insulate, we are working on automated insulin delivery and, and that I think is going to meaningfully change people's lives and help reduce that hyperglycemia and hypo that yeah. Mike is talking about and the incredible burden that, you know, just that comes out of that divorce or all of those issues that people don't talk about. 
And, and that's because the, there is an incredible burden with living with diabetes. And so I think it is our job to come out with better technology. And that's what we can do that will meaningfully impact people's lives. I think that is, to me, you know, more meaningful than, than calling in our patients. Of course, making sure they have supplies and making sure they, they're not having a month of delay in receiving product is incredibly important. But, you know, I, I think that's our job is to come up with better products. Well, and I want to say too, is that, I mean, I'm, I'm a realistic person. I'd like to believe most of the time and that it's, I'm not, you know, I don't, it's not your responsibility to call every single patient that's using your devices to make sure they're doing okay. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy the podcast and my conversations with Mark is because it's this one-on-one communication with somebody who gets it that we can have those conversations. I think if Dexcom called me once a month and said, Hey, how are you feeling? I'd be like, dude, stop calling me. You know? So, I mean, I just want to make sure that the companies recognize the importance of mental health and that one of the reasons why Mark and, and another woman, Cynthia Selton, I have worked so hard on is empowering the patient and educating in a com- real way, the medical community, because there's so many things going on right now. And there are so many advancements in technology and insulin therapy itself. Nobody can keep up. It's exhausting. And then we're working with the FDA and getting things approved and how soon these things come out, how long it takes. And I said in a number of podcasts, how I have learned so much in the past three years, especially during the pandemic as to the process of how things actually get to the market. I'm a person who's lived with this for almost four decades and did not know that that was the process. And so I'm hoping this will, again, empower the patient to ask the right questions, to ask for what they want, educate the medical community to say, you know, Tandem just put out this and what's about to do this. And, you know, I I got a press release this morning. So it's all very fascinating and I love it. And so how do you feel like your teams educate the public and the medical community. I mean, I know you have reps that go out and do things. Mark, and I want you to speak to this first if that's okay with the rest of you. Yeah. yeah. How do you get how do you get the information out there and is it re- well received from the physicians? Yeah, I was I was just going to say one one of the reasons why we kind of ask this question is just to give y'all a framework is because, you know, one of the things is as a rep, a former team for Insulet with that technology we ran into an Oklahoma and Wichita, Kansas, where a lot of physicians had never heard of the technology. And then when I switched and it had been with Medtronic, there's a lot of physicians that only knew Medtronic. And so, you know, some of the questions is, you know, and, and I know that's why I always say like, we love innovation. We love the companies coming together, but how do we make sure just so that physicians, because we know that there are people that they have their certain person or how they love to do working with and business with, with Tandem, Insulet, and Medtronic. How do we unify to where physicians really do know that what technologies are out there and kind of have some experience to that? And, and is, there, is it possible that all three of our companies you know, here today can help make that? That's, it's a little bit harder to ask that because I know the realities, but do you feel like we're doing a good job to let physicians know what's really out there? I'd love to take a crack at that one. I mean, yeah. I think one of the I think one of the things that's really special and kudos to you all about the group here today is Mike Trang and I all come from very different backgrounds. Yeah. So Mike, I think you said you went to business school, right? And Trang, you're an endocrinologist. 
And I'm trained as a psychologist, right? I'm a behavioral scientist. And so that's really cool, right? And I think that that also speaks to how we are now living in an age of automated insulin delivery. It wasn't just engineers. It wasn't just business experts. It wasn't just, you know, endocrinologists. It was a collection of multidisciplinary people with a great passion that are continuing to push the field forward. And, you know, the thing with educating either the community or healthcare providers and Trang is for sure going to jump in here. You know, we're, we're dealing with such a nursing and physician shortage situation, especially here in the United States. It's a little scary. And so regularly uh, approaching the work that you're talking about with as much sort of physician and healthcare provider and healthcare provider community empathy as possible for what works for them is a big part of this job that we're talking about. And so I think all three of us can speak to the fact that at our companies, we have products and programs and tools and strategies and things that we try to be very mindfully putting into place for our healthcare provider communities, right? Whether it's webinars, for example, as a psychologist, I love every time we have the opportunity to put on a webinar on psychosocial quality of life, mental health, right? You know, helping the healthcare healthcare provider community find micro opportunities to consider the whole patient. All of those things are are really great opportunities. And at the end of the day, our healthcare providers are very taxed. You know, they're they're very busy. The system is not being very kind to them lately. <laughs> and so we're we're trying to be a supplement and something that complements their day-to-day work as best as possible. Yeah, I think I think Steph is right for sure. People are time limited. I also think diabetes is intimidating as a condition to care for because it's just not easy. Well, and let's <laughs> you know? be honest, and I'm not I'm, I'm interrupting you just briefly to say because I have mad respect for endocrinologists, especially peds endocrinology, because I'm sure that in medical school you learn how to do X, Y, and Z, but every patient needs individual treatment. And that's a lot of time and that's a lot of energy. And Mark and I can do the same thing every single day for a week. And our results not only are going to be different for myself, the fluctuations there. So I give mad respect to you guys, the the teams like that, just because you are literally going, dealing with the highs and lows of what this disease is. And it's different for everyone. Yeah. I mean, there are endocrinologists who are, you know, find treating diabetes and keeping on top of all the technology, very intimidating. And, you know, they, they solve that problem by just not seeing a lot of people with diabetes and, you know, seeing other conditions. And so that becomes a problem and people with diabetes just end up, you know, not going to see an endo. So, so that, that's a problem. So there's also, you know, so it's intimidating and then, you know, doctors, um, and I guess I can say this because I am one, um, there is a certain amount of clinical inertia as well. Like, you know, if they haven't felt it, used it themselves and seen the results from it, they're going to be reluctant to to use it themselves and prescribe it. So as much as we can, we try to add insulate, really get in front of doctors, get them to wear a pod, uh, understand that it's not intimidating, understand that they don't have to handle any needles, that it just fires in and that it doesn't hurt. And that really helps overcome some of the barriers because they, you know, they just don't really know uh, what that is. So I, I do think it's really important to, to get 
in front of HCPs that way by just getting them that technology. But I, but I do think, you know, when they see their patients getting good results, for example, you know, the type two population, you know, we have 35 to 40% of our new patients in the United States actually have type two diabetes. And, yeah. and not that long ago, people were not prescribing pumps for type two. Right. And now they are with Omnipod because it's accessible through the pharmacy channel. So it's easier for patients to access. And therefore the, the barriers to, use that technology is less for the patient and because doctors are seeing benefit from that technology they're more likely to prescribe it so I think doctors are just highly skeptical people and they need to really see results before they prescribe so so one thing to tell them but really to show them and for them to see results is is when they will be convinced and Mike I'm going to let you chime into that too but I want to ask and this is not a this is not meant to be negative at all, but have any of you worn an insulin pump? Yeah, not with insulin, but... <laughs> right. Okay. Sorry. So... Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Yes. My first... Yeah. My second week in uh, uh, Medtronic, I went through the same training that the reps went through. And back then, yeah, they would put the, they'd put the product on us. So I tried a... Um, Did you ever have to put the product on yourself? Yeah, I put the uh, yeah I put uh, pumps on, worn consumables multiple times, seat sensor, CGM. So uh, so I have uh, uh, worn those uh, worn the devices. Again, mad respect because I think that if every physician, anybody that could be pushing these products, that they need to wear yeah. them just to make sure that they enjoy it. You know what I mean? Not enjoy it. It's one of the things I like about the job. There's not a lot of medical device companies or or you know farm companies where you can actually put your hands and use the product <laughs> if you're not you know you know clinically indicated for it. Well, you know, it's funny. Amber gets mad at me because we have these conversations, and I think I really do respect that y'all put on the pumps, but I also think it would be neat. And I know from a cost perspective, but it'd be cool if we, if all companies could wear the pump for at least two to three months and, and go through like a season, meaning through a Valentine's day or a Christmas or a Thanksgiving. I just, I just think that wearing running a marathon, running a marathon, running a marathon, going on a first date. Well, well, one of the things for me that changed, like going between pumps to MDI therapy for me was kayak fishing. You know, I lost I lost my pump kayak fishing and it was a terrible day when I lost my pump and my everything. And then I went to back to MDI therapy. So anyway, I just think that wearing these pumps and I think in trainings, absolutely the TMs, the clinicals, that's awesome. And the physicians, but it, it would be cool to, to do a long-term if possible, selecting people to do more than two months, because I think kind of, you know, as you get into it and you do it at day in and day out, then the real living with diabetes becomes, you feel the burdens if you don't have diabetes. And, and on top of just doing the daily day things, I think would make a huge shift in how physicians see what it really is like to live with the disease. But but Amber and I go back and forth. She thinks I'm being unrealistic, which I am probably. So <laughs> yeah, for a lot. That's We have a Medtronic, we have an in-house clinic actually. And so we can sponsor some of these longer term studies for different sorts of things. You know, sometimes it's as much as right new algorithms or new sensors, but it may be you're just testing out new form factors. It's just putting things on the body and wearing them around for different amounts of time. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, everybody putting on for a few months, that may be, maybe that's a little bit more ambitious, but we certainly try. And I'm sure the other folks, you know, agree to get as much hands-on and real-time experience and feedback as possible. That's a huge, I think, source of, of feedback in, in the product development. 
Well, thank you. So yeah, much. more so now than in our in our entire history, we are um, getting our engineers and you know broad selection of our people to use the product for weeks on end, Mark. So, but you're right; you don't really know. No one really knows until you're living with it, or you have a child or a partner with it. You don't really know. Well, and Trang, I have a question for you because. You- with and no offense to the other parties involved, but because you are an endocrinologist prior to working for Insulet, if I were to walk into your office and say, Hey, listen, I'm really interested in the tandem, blah, 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 blah. Would you be like, okay, yeah, let me pull in whatever we need to do in order to make that happen. Or is it, I mean, did you work with all brands? I mean, yeah, well, I used to. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I know that's not a fair question necessarily, but I just want to, I mean, like how hard is it for you? Was it for you to keep up to date with all of this? There's so much going on right now. Yeah. I mean, I really love technology, so I don't really have a, a problem. You know, every time the, the team comes up with a new app, I'm like, sign me up. I want to download it and see it. So I, but I realized that not every endocrinologist is like me. And I, I do think people, Steph was right. You know, people are time limited. And I, what I jokingly say is we've got a We've got to develop a system that's so easy and even an endocrinologist can use it. And I truly mean that in that it really needs to be foolproof and super, super easy. And it, it can't be intimidating. You know, technology shouldn't be intimidating. And the, the barriers to start it needs to be extremely low from cost to the technological training perspective. So I think, you know, every technology has pros and cons. I think Medtronic came out first with an AID system, which is just really fantastic, really paved the way for other companies to show the value of automated insulin delivery. And then, you know, Tandem came out with a really fantastic product with Control IQ and Dexcom, you know, no calibration sensor, really super amazing. So this whole field is just moving super fast and, you know, hopefully Insulet will be coming out with something else soon. But I think we all need to work towards lowering the barriers to therapy for all of our patients. I mean, that's, you know, what I get excited about is children who would, you know, children on Medicaid who would not be offered this technology just a few years ago. And it's, you know, from everybody's hard work that people understand the true value of these systems and, you know, children and families getting onto this technology because it will change the trajectory of their lives if they get access to good technology soon and early in their disease progression. And so it's something I feel really passionate about. Well, and I have to say as a diabetes advocate and a person living with diabetes for this long, I've never been offered an insulin pump. And granted, I wasn't interested at all. We have a free trial. (laughs) <laughs> but the reason I say that and why I'm saying with, with the advocacy um, comment is that my A1C was always good. And I think that I don't care if your A1C is 5.7 or if it's 9 point whatever, you should, as a patient, be able to have access to this. And just to get my Dexcom, you know, a few years ago, my endocrinologist, it took months because I had good management. That's bull. I'm going to be careful how I say that. Um, that's not fair. <laughs> You know, um, that makes me think about this conversation that seems to be getting louder literally on this day. In fact, I think there's a 
very internationally public conversation going on during this very hour. Some of you know Dr. Greg Forlenza. He's an endocrinologist, really great guy, pediatric specialty in Colorado. And he's been talking a lot lately about the reasons that healthcare providers gate access to this technology. And in his opinion, very little of it has to do with clinical you know, reasons why somebody may or may not be suited for the technology. And so when we talk about advancements at the point of care and increasing access, it is very, it's very multifactorial, right? It's our job as the device manufacturer is to make the device and the technology itself from a user experience perspective as seamless and intuitive as possible. I always liken it to you know, when you put a smartphone or a tablet in the lap of a toddler, right? It's amazing, right? If you if you hand over an iPad to a four-year-old and you just watch that little person navigate the interface, hands down, I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, they know technology. They can handle technology better than I can, right? And so if we as Medtronic and Insulin and Tandem Diabetes Care continue to push the innovation along the lines of really advanced technology with seamless user interfaces that we bring to the market in as easy to access way as we possibly can, then it becomes other factions of the healthcare system that that we need with us in that endeavor, right? Well, and I think and I, I can say this right now because I need to find a somebody under the age of 12 that can help me with some iMovie stuff. And so I get yes. it whenever you're um, <laughs> looking at that demographic, but then you also have now, and I'm going to say, and this is generic and I apologize to the type 2 diabetes community, but you have that community now that are becoming insulin dependent and which is a great form of therapy if you if that's what you need. And I'm willing to bet that this 60-year-old is a little bit intimidated because they don't, and that's just another thing. So do you also, and this is to everyone, work with multi-generational diabetes communities to make sure that they understand, is that easy for the 60-year-old as it is for the 10-year-old? I had a great time getting to know my guest, and Mark Carter was the perfect co-host. This was just the warm-up, and part two takes a totally different direction, eh, but in a good way. We really do get to know our guests a little bit better. And thank you, Insula, Medtronic, and Tandem representatives for joining the show. Before I wrap up, I have a few quick reminders. Number one, your voice matters, so don't be shy. Feel free to email me at amber at diabetesdailygrind.com or chime in on any social media platform if you have something to say. And let's be honest, we all have a lot to say right now, especially during Diabetes Awareness Month. Number two, my affiliate page would love to feature your brand or service. So hit us up at Penelope at DiabetesDailyGrind.com for details. Number three, I know you're listening and thank you. So be kind and throw a little change my way. Funds raised help keep the website, podcast, and advocacy efforts afloat. All you have to do is click on the donate link in the show notes. And finally, I'm here for my diabetes and the medical community, which will both hopefully benefit from this informative and entertaining episode. I can't wait to release part two, so be sure to stay tuned. Cheers to the highs and lows, everyone.